With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wages for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the Full Sport Press Podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills for the day. You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast the premier sports podcast of the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weezy's back in the building. Say, hey, what's up? We said... Yeah, y'all missed me last week. Always, bro. Last week. Oh, it was last week. Damn, mm-hmm. yeah, dog. Hey, Jaden. <laughs> 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 Comes like back in the building. Say, hey, what's up, Cal? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? How everybody doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Good, man. Good, good. How's anybody week? Good. good, good. I got the vaccine today, y'all. Your arm sore? Nah, nah. Look, look at Weezy's face. <laughs> 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 nah. like, we in the clear, baby. We in the clear. We in the clear, baby. We in the clear. <laughs> Episode 348, man. We're handing out postseason awards for the 2020 college football season. FSP style. God, dog. Always FSP style. You better oh, damn you know it. Better than I'm sorry? <laughs> I wish you would have told me that on the, on the air. Goodness gracious. That fucked my whole head up. God, <laughs> Best of the week, Weezy. What you got? What's your best of the week, buddy? Best of the week for me was uh, stocks, man. Uh, I realized I made a good investment over the pandemic. Uh, a real good investment. Most definitely. Stocks. Yep. Sure. What about you, coach? What you got? Best of the week, man. We on break. Finally, get away from these kids out in the COVID, man. Get away from them because they, they don't, they try not to wear masks in school. So we get away for a little bit. So we on break. Most definitely. Lucky you. Yeah. No breaks. What breaks? <laughs> breaks. <laughs> Jeff, what you got? Man, uh, high school, man. Hunter. Nevlude, I'm sorry if I mispronounced the name, brother, but he was hurt all year, and it was his senior year, and his team was in the state championship. They were winning 42 to 20. His teammates carried him out to the field because his leg was messed up, carried him out to the field so he can snap the ball for the state championship on the victory formation. It was up 42 to 20. It was dope to see, man. Shout out to him. Most definitely. Shout out to Hunter. All right. For sure. That's all right. Uh, my best of the week is the Negro League stats, man, specifically a collection of seven leagues that played at various times between 1920 and 1948 would, which, uh, would retroactively be given major league status. So we'll be seeing some changes to some baseball records over the next few months. So shout out to the Negro Leagues, something that should have happened in 1985. But here we mm-hmm. are, man. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. We'll keep it right back with you. The worst of the week, what you got? <laughs> my my worst of the week was uh I realized I didn't invest enough on my stock. <laughs> That's my worst week. Yeah, it, I I didn't invest enough. You win some, you lose some on that. One. Some is better than none, though. Is what I heard. Hey. And 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 truly it is. But goodness gracious, some is definitely better than none. Jeff, what you got? Worst of the week? 
Oh, man, I, I stumbled upon this video when it, right after it happened. I didn't want to see it, but shout out to the kid. He's doing better. Uh, Keontae Johnson from Florida, man. Um, the situation with him on the court, uh, that was horrible to see. I'm glad he's doing better. He, you know, he uh, passed out uh, on the court. Um, he's li- sent the message out to everybody today saying he's doing well. He's talking on his own. So it's good to see. Just hate that for the kid, man. Like like Jason said, he's on every pro board you can think of, every projected draft you can think of. But the basketball is the least thing on his mind right now. Hope he gets back, gets well, do his thing. Most definitely, man. Mm. Jeff, you've been on a world tour. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was going to be your worst of the week. You've been on seven different podcasts. You want to plug everybody you've been on? We'll be here. Go ahead. Uh, here you go, man. Shout out to the people at the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast. Let me come through. Shout out to the guy, Chris Platty. Let me talk a little bit of hoops, hoops talk with him. And shout out to the Scenario Radio Show in Nashville. I came on there with them as well this week. It's been a, been a long week. A lot of potting. Yeah, for sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was gonna be your worst of the week. You I had to make it your worst of the week. Uh coach, what you got? Man, my worst of the week is uh Florida High School American Heritage suspense game because two players, Jordana Codio and Katie Hessian, wore Black Lives Matter shirts doing warm-ups after another student posted a racial slur in a virtual class a few weeks ago but had no disciplinary action from the school administration. Do better, American Heritage. Do better. Do better. Mm. Do better. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough there. That's rough. Uh, my words to the week is a little baby, man. Uh, it's two porn stars in less than two weeks and confirmed that he paid to play. What? Yep. Game is cold, man. Snitches get stitches. Baby, you got a lot of money, man, for these shenanigans to be popping off, man. He got to print off a couple of them NDAs, dog, ASAP. He needs quick. some new people around. Quick. But Piet, they telling it all, too. They, shit. They gonna you, hear the, you hear the latest one? Nah. <laughs> I ain't hear the latest one. Nah, I missed the latest one. Guess what the latest one was? Tiana Trump. Tiana Trump. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh, she going to tell it all. <laughs> they going to learn. They going to learn uh. today. I wouldn't even talk to her. She wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that young boy is living his life, man. He is living. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Life, but... but he got to do better. He got to do better. Is it over for him and his girl? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what they say? She going to cry in that Billy truck. That's what she going to do. We're going to be all right. We're going to get right. the tears out. We're going to be all right. Now, make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, and YouTube. And of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of Full Sport Press. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. When you get through with that, make sure you check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lou every Wednesday. The latest issue is up is the review of the top 10 albums of the year featuring our own Jeff, who sat in with him like he mentioned earlier. So y'all make sure y'all check that episode out. World Tour Jeff, for sure. <laughs> what, Worldwide what Jeff. We'll next week, Jeff. Worldwide Jeff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a man of the people, man. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Got to talk a little hip-hop. It was cool talking a little hip-hop. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. yeah, everybody ain't able. <laughs> I, everybody ain't able. Everybody, Everybody ain't, ain't able to talk no hip hop and show. Sell a dweller, a sell a dweller is your boy. Um, <laughs> fresher than your average podcast, man. Featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown, a self help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have a new FTYA IG live, FTYA Friday is up right now, discussing the hottest releases of the past weekend. Pull up on us on the IG page directly for the coach. You can watch the entire show. On youtube.com slash realville man where your kicks cop responsibly don't forget patreon as well full sport press on deck tv fresher than your average much much more be on the lookout for more and more episodes they're up right now support the team support the real most definitely jeff you got yes, 10 sir. good wrestling seconds yes sir i do let's get it all right this week's 10 good wrestling seconds is brought to you by skill wing workouts make sure you follow them on all social media that's skill wing and don't forget to download the skill wing app to cover your training needs and receive alerts on the latest athletic wear drops and plenty of content to motivate and inspire as always help us don't hurt us fellas 
it is tables, ladders, and chairs weekend. Weezy, you know what that means. Another episode of Who Gets the W. All right. First matchup, Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Weezy, who gets the W? Sasha Banks. Last name is Banks. I'm wrong with her. Got to roll with that. Coach Lock. Sasha Banks. J-Ho. Give me Sasha, man. Sasha Banks. I'm going with Sasha Banks as well. All right. Personal favorite of my own for the Raw Tag Team Championships, The New Day versus The Hurt Business. Coach Locke, who you got? I mean, I've never. I got to go to New Day. Only that on the other day don't even sound. The right. Hurt Business is the black equivalent to the Four Horsemen. The New Day, okay. for sure. All right. J-Ho. Yeah, New Day, for sure. Weezy. I'm going to roll the dice on this one. I'm going to go with the Hurt Business. I'm going with the Hurt Business as well. And two more. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Coach Locke. They got to give Drew a chance now. So I'm going to go with Drew on this one. He even lost a whole bunch of them. I'm going to go with Drew. <laughs> J-Ho. Who the champ? AJ Styles the champ. Drew is... Drew is actually the champ because he won his belt back coach on a raw episode that don't really matter. But we it's, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. So, but Drew is a good pick though. Who you got, Jay? Mm. Give me AJ Styles. Okay. Weezy. I'm roll with Drew. I'm gonna roll with Drew as well. And lastly, Roman Reigns <laughs> versus Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship in the tables, ladders, and chairs match. Jay Ho, what you got? Roman Reigns. Weezy. I know Roman Reigns, but Kevin Owens is. You done pick like chalk everyone, bro. You <laughs> pick chalk everyone. Everyone. One, you went one, you you went you went higher seed every time. No, I coward. You're a coward. <laughs> pick, your, <laughs> pick your pick, Weezy. Pick your pick, hey Weezy. boy, y'all made me say something. What up? <laughs> That he threw my whole. T- I don't know who, who's playing. I don't know who's rapping. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. My God, goes a lot. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns as well. That is who gets the W. Make sure you tune in each and every Thursday for 808s and chair shot shots. My man, Nick. Nick, hope you get the feeling better, brother. And we'll be back this week to do our tables, ladders, and chairs review. Make sure you tune in. And remember, you might not like you might not like wrestling, but your auntie loves it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, tweet us with the questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Man, don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please write and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasting before we start the first half. Wheezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. I'll make sure it's not chalk, but I got one. It's going to be chalk. This week's award recipient is webcam site. It's my girl. So, yep. It is, man. The NBA has a strict COVID-19 protocol situation to keep their players safe throughout the season. An adult webcam site, Is My Girl, sent an email to the NBA claiming that a partnership could be helped keep the league stars in check, for sure. So, Is My Girl is a premium platform for adult models to monetize their sexy content. (laughs) They formally extended an offer to the NBA to partner with the site to help keep the players away from strip clubs and Instagram models. And going by this quote, if you're like James Harden and a player known to succeed in cities with the best strip clubs, the player performance may actually improve the more they use this site, end quote. Is my girl. Is this a good thing, bad thing, or something that's needed for the NBA players? Hey man, they they said giraffes didn't always have long necks. We're just seeing the world adapt. That's what we're doing. This is, I think this is actually good. This could work. This could work. <laughs> 2020 in a nutshell, man. This is 2020 all over again right here. But it's free. If you're an NBA player that keeps you out of going to places, hey, I'm all for it. But NBA, it's NBA is not going to do it. It's not going to work. They can't do it. No. Nah, they- it's not going to work. <laughs> but it's 2020. You never know. It's not going to work. Crazy yeah. things have happened. They 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 gonna want to touch the flesh. 
they can't openly support this, but deep down, Adam Silver's like, this might work. So who gets the yellow box of Cheerios? The NBA or the webcam site? The, the NBA. NBA. Entertaining it. Yeah, you can't can't blame the website for trying to make a dollar. True. It's like, it's like, you, get a, it's like you get a bad text message from somebody and you know it's rough and you open it anyways. They shouldn't even open that email. They didn't even, they should have just went on and scratched out. So how you getting it to it? Are you delivering this to the webcam site or the Yeah, NBA? I'm gonna drop that off myself. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> you guys ready to get started the first half? I'm not that yeah. person. Please, no, let's go. Yeah, yeah, don't say nothing else. Anything else to get you incriminated. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports <laughs> news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Big Jeff. It's your boy Weezy, what it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you on social media, my brother? And they can find me on Twitter and IG at Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Weezy? I'm FSP underscore Weezy on IG. I'm at Weezy on Twitter. Holla at me. They they tried to get me to say your shit last week, Weezy. I know you didn't go back and listen. Uh, Did I say it? Fuck no, no. baby. <laughs> yeah, no, you said that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I ain't damn right. We ain't talking about that like. You said what you say? I didn't get a grill last week. Is what I said. I didn't get a grill last week. Why would you get a grill as we get into the show? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And that time I don't do it, I get a grill. For real? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Sound like something you need to talk to HR about, not me, but I. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, what about you? HR. I'm talking to HR. <laughs> Live in the flesh. Here we go. Jay Easley84 across all social media platforms. Most definitely. I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Let's have a conversation on Twitter and Instagram, man. Let's have it. Not Instagram so much, but Twitter for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Jeff. Yes, sir. FSP Fantasy Football Breakdown, man. Hmm. Playoff all edition. All right, man. For sure. Play semifinal edition of the playoffs. Let's talk about it. In the number two versus the number six matchup, we got Kanye in 2024. Shout out to AB. He's the number two seed versus you choose a side. Look at Weezy in the semifinals. This is projected to go down to the wire. Derek Carr hurt AB. Derek Carr is his quarterback going out in the first quarter, first half, excuse me, with just two points. But he had Hunter Henry, who overperformed with 17 points. And Weezy had Keenan Allen, who only gave him two points in the Thursday night game. So this is going to be a barn burner. Shout out to Weezy for pulling out, pull it through, excuse me, and getting to the Whoa, hey, yo. And then we have at the number one seed, shout out to D. Harris, TB12's memory loss versus he started paying attention. And he's in the semifinals. Shout out to Reagan, Vandalay Internationals in the semifinals of the Fantasy Football League and expected to win by, projected to win by a blowout. Shout out to Reagan. Reagan I, projected to win in a blowout? He got 30 blowout. From, from Waller on Thursday night from the, uh, the Raiders um, tight end. And the hair's in the hole. Wow, <laughs> that boy went from not paying attention to about to play in a damn championship game. That is Only insane. in America. Only in 2020. <laughs> Damn, right. Whoever wins this league, whoever wins this year gets two trophies, right? One for COVID, one for the uh, championship. Man. Okay. All right. That, that is your uh, semifinal <laughs> week of the fantasy football breakdown. <laughs> I don't know what week. Somebody's got to start muting him, dog. <laughs> Let's talk some NBA, man. Reign MVP. Weezy's guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo, has declared the Milwaukee Bucks his home for the next five seasons as the Greek Freak signed a max extension Tuesday afternoon. The back-to-back MVP, which is bullshit, signed a five-year, $228 million contract extension. This season was supposed to force the Bucks to sell Giannis on the team moving forward to get him to re-sign by season's end. Giannis was said to be the most sought-after free agent next offseason. Plenty of teams at his doorstep ready to pitch. The question I have for you guys, now that he's officially off the market, what does that mean 
for the future of the NBA? I think I, I think that means the future of the NBA is in good hands. I can't name a superstar that turns down that first max deal. That's his second max deal. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, he might be in trouble then, because he ain't gonna win a championship there. He had a chance to shake up the market. Now, mind you, no other team could offer him the money that Milwaukee could offer him. That's how it goes. That's you know, that's how it works. But he had a chance to shake up the market and really, really make an impact as far as free agency. He showed allegedly he showed the front office players who were sending text messages starting the season, checking his temperature, seeing where he wanted to go. And he decided to stay in Milwaukee. I mean, it's more power to him. He's got the best out of that team he's going to get. For the NBA, I think this is good. It, it keeps a superstar from joining another team to dominate, which we don't know where he was going. There were rumors of Miami where she would have been down there with Jimmy Butler, which wouldn't have been a super team or like Jeff said, super duper team. But it just gives another team in the East a chance to compete because if he leaves the Milwaukee Bucks, they're dead in the water. If he goes to the Clippers or the Lakers, somewhere like that, then we see another super team, and that kind of takes away from the excitement of the NBA as far as keeping it in, keeping it even, I guess I should say. But it does bring more to that small market team. So not necessarily good for the other teams, but good for the Bucks and the NBA. I think it's right in the middle. It's great for the NBA. I think the NBA is better as far as a product when there's balance. The season saw a more balanced landscape in the bubble. I've seen in recent memory. People had real thoughts that the Heat were going to pull a championship out of the bubble. So if Giannis left, you know, go with another team like Locke was mentioning, maybe the Heat, maybe the Clippers, maybe the Lakers, I think it would have left a sour taste in NBA fans' mouths. So, but as far as players, I think he should have kept his foot on their neck. This will make sure that they're continuing to improve the team. Some teams signed up to get cap space to create that cap space for Giannis for the better part of two or three years. Mavs, Raptors, Knicks were ready to sign him yesterday. So the Bucks have been very reluctant as to pay the tax over the years. They are going to have to pay that tax this year because you know why? Their superstar free agent was about to leave. So they're not going to win a championship with Giannis Antetokounmpo because he wants to shoot threes. And spoiler alert, you won two MVPs, like Jeff mentioned. We've seen the best of this team. What he has to work on, 15, 17 for a jump shot. If that doesn't happen, he's going to figure out a way to get out of there in a couple of years and force his way like James Harden we'll talk about in a minute. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's good for the NBA as far as balance, but I think it's not good for him as a player. We won't see the best of him playing with Milwaukee. We will see the best of him maybe playing with another superstar for sure. Changing it to college football, one of the biggest days in college football we've already seen pass and go. College Football National Signing Day. So we're going to discuss some of the winners and the losers. We're going to give you a few that we think happened for each one. Two winners and two losers. A winner for me, is it, it has to be Alabama, right? They got 12 of the top 89 players assigned with them. I'll keep it home base. Florida State is a winner. Getting Malik McClain to come back. <laughs> when we had lost Malik McClain, he decided to come back. So give me Malik McClain. I got um I got the lane train, man. Give me old miss. You got 10 verbal commitments. Lane trains gaining momentum. He attacked Florida State, took some of their players. Tennessee took some of their players. Mississippi State got all the Mississippi players. And you add in a top 10 player to come to Ole Miss, man. Cherry on top, man. Be a big year for Ole Miss next year. And they got a really good quarterback coming back one more year, Matt Corral. So give me Ole Miss as a winner. My first winner, Deion Sanders in Jackson State. Shout out to the HBCUs. He got Georgia commit DeJon Warren to flip and come to Georgia, uh, not Georgia, excuse me, Jackson State, who's a four-star recruit from junior college. He'll join Sanders' son, Shiloh, a South Carolina transfer, and his other son, Shador, a four-star quarterback, all at Jackson State. You don't see four-stars going to HBCUs until now. So I definitely have Jackson State and Deion Sanders as a winner. Another winner for me is it has to be the Kentucky Wildcats, man, to not be the, 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 the ranked number, n- number four in the SEC of recruiting right now. Kentucky Wildcats. And it had a work, it had a bad year. 
I'll go with my next winner. I'll go with LSU coming off the championship the year prior to having a down year this year and still bringing in the number three recruiting class. Give me LSU, man. My last winner is Miami, man. With this cycle, we knew Miami was going to be great on defense, keep plenty of in-state people there. But they finally got a quarterback in the recruiting trail by getting a four-star quarterback, Jake Garcia. Picked him over Florida State and Arkansas late in the game. So give me Miami, man. My last winner is Wisconsin. They usually win with less by developing those three-star athletes and talent, and they turn them into quality football players. But for right now, the Badgers have the 16th-ranked class in the country, which will be their first-ever top-20 class. And they got a five-star prospect in the offensive tackle, Nolan Rucci of Pennsylvania. So that's big for Wisconsin. All right, so let's move on to the losers. Weezy, who's your first loser? I'm going to uh, be a homer. I'm going to say Vanderbilt Commodores, man. Uh, we didn't come in dead last in the SEC, but we came in last on number 40, right number 49 in the country in recruiting. Hey, Weezy, the kick even transferred on y'all, dog. The, who, the girl? Yeah. <laughs> she transferred yeah. to North Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let me go ahead and jump in real quick. Uh, University of Tennessee, uh, 15 ranked uh, recruiting class, but it's something more that's more than usual with them. I hope they can turn around and get some W's on the field because I mean it is I mean it is Tennessee. So we want to see it go well. I guess it's the home team, but man, it doesn't look good for them still. I got Tennessee as well. They lost 10 total decommitments, man. 10. You can't lose 10. And your head coach is still employed. That's something that happens when your head coach is fired. He's still there. Rough days are here in Knoxville, for sure. I have Florida State, opposite of Jeff. The class is ranked 31st by 24-7, and we didn't get one five-star recruit. That's not a good pattern. That doesn't happen at Florida State. Last year, we were ranked 22nd. The year before that, we were 18th. And the year before that, we were 11th. Their ranking is going the wrong directions as the year goes. And yes, I picked them as my first winner, but I'm also picking them as my loser because if we're getting McLean, we didn't do anything else that resembled a team that's trying to win football games. Look, man, we are in the projects. Anything helps. But at this point, we're screwed. Yeah, I'm done. Um, my second loser is Auburn. That was expected when your head coach is fired. They had 70 commits and three others that opened uh, their recruitment. Seems like a bad day at the office, man. Tough for Auburn. I didn't think they were going to get rid of Gus, but they had to. Here we are. Rough days. Rough days ahead in Auburn as well, because Gus Malzahn's a good coach, for sure. I agree. Auburn was my second one. They paid a pretty hefty penny to get rid of Gus. They gave him $21 million. Uh, You know, it just has 13 prospects coming in, and they ranked 12th in the SEC. After losing defensive end George Wilson to Florida State, that was the one bright thing we got, Jeff. We did get George Wilson, but Auburn, they're in trouble. They about to be in the projects just like we are. <laughs> I just go back to the NBA, fellas. We talked about the projects long enough, and my Seminoles and me and Lock Seminoles are going to be there for a while. Let's go back to the NBA. Weezy's guy, James Harden, finally showed up in Houston. Looks slightly overweight and unbothered, but he showed up. Trade talks apparently have increased with other teams outside of the Nets, outside of the Sixers. But I'm asking you guys, if Houston can remain competitive, if they keep a disgruntled and a little bit overweight, James Harden around. I can't believe what I'm hearing about the story. The stories that's been told about James Harden. Like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Um... I mean, I believe it, but I'm just—I can't believe that it's actually coming out right now. And, and you gotta think, it's their fault for spoiling the kid like that. True. They spoiled the kid. They don't you really want to lose him. He wants to leave. They don't want to lose him. So, so why are they tell all this bad stuff about him? So won't nobody take him? If he can tell them, hey, we're not gonna leave tonight. <laughs> that's their fault, dude. How can he tell them we're not gonna leave tonight? I gotta catch. I gotta do something over here. How can you mm-hmm. tell them that? Yeah, that's, that's too much power, man. That's the reason that the world that we're in today with people that don't need power got power, for sure. And like Weezy mentioned, man, Houston, they did a full smear campaign. James Harden is the problem, always will be the problem, and will forever be the problem. 
Anytime you force your team to trade for and players, you're the problem, dog. The reason that X person was left from the team, listen, if Chris Paul's there, I'm gone. If y'all don't trade for Russell Westbrook, I'm gone. If you don't trade Russell Westbrook, I'm gone. Like, come on, man. The Rockets, man, are hoping to get a, done, a deal done sooner rather than later. But if Houston sits tight, I think they can get more suitors because injuries, like we said, always happen and people get a little bit more antsy to make a trade to happen. But that deal is made next season. Sheesh, he'll be he'll be worth it'll be it'll be like buying stock in a PS4 right now. It's tough to watch what's happening to James Harden right now. Because in the regular season, he is fun to watch. And then in the playoffs, he is one of the most head-scratching players you've ever seen in your life. Because you don't know what happens. Houston is doing what they have to do. They got to protect their investment. Keep people away. Make them, make them look less attractive to other people. And that's what they're doing. And unfortunately, it might be working. Shout out to John Wall and Boogie Cousins, man. Y'all didn't sign up for this. Ben Simmons. They throw Ben Simmons' name in the mix. Like They better not do that. You bet you better not do that. I'm just telling you, they thought it's they're not the trading Ben Simmons. Daryl Murray came, already came out. Said, yeah, they're not, not doing that. Simmons. No way. It, 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 it ain't want too much with Ben Simmons for James Harden. That ain't it. Any y'all ready for halftime? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. In case you missed it, halftime. The halftime is sponsored. By in the front row, the best view in sports. Now book your game day coverage, pictures, hype videos, workouts, fitness training, mini docu-series, and much, much more. In the front row creates memories that last a lifetime. Contact Eric Pope II on Instagram at first underscore black pope today. In case you missed it, man, Michael B. Jordan. He's ready to put the spotlight and support historically black colleges and universities and their athletic programs by launching the Hoop Dreams Classic. That's a real classy title. Now the showcase will expand outside of basketball and feature cultural experiences highlighting other elements of HBCU life and culture, including a battle of the bands, live musical performances, film festivals, culinary events, and college and career opportunities. The showcase will feature four of the top division one HBCU men's and women's basketball programs starting on December the 18th, 2021 at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal for HBCU schools? It's a huge deal, big deal, man. They're getting the ball rolling, man. It's a big deal for them. And expanding it outside of football, because HBCU football, uh, homecomings, and you know, battle of the bands, that all means something to doing that. But taking it to hoops, this is dope. I mean, we already have uh, CIAA uh, weekend in February, which is – an event, if you've never been to, you should probably, you know, all my youngsters out there, you know, take that in one, one, one good year of your life, just whatever you do. Anyway, besides that, um, that we got that going around in February, but if you can do this, like right around, right, like you said, December time, four of the top schools, I'm sign me up, man. Yeah, this is a huge deal. Like you mentioned, man, it, it kind of give you the same feeling of HBCU classics. If you've ever been to an HBCU classic, you know what I'm talking about. The fact that he's going to include women and include other activities is really good because, you know, most times you see something like this, you see they just do it for the men. So the fact that he's going to take four women's teams is great also. And just to see it around basketball, hopefully by 2021, COVID will be cleared out and we'll be able to see this and see it work the correct way. Because if COVID is still around, it's going to put a damper on it. But hopefully COVID will be gone and we can get to see this flourish for years and years to come. Sure, man. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Shout out to his team putting this together. But uh, more than anything, man, just got to make sure that, you know, TSU is in there. We got to find a way to do that. Um, They got to be in that top four. And the only way we'll do that, man, we continue to win games. So let's push the the narrative to get that, that, get our school in that good old land of the golden sunshine. Land of the golden sunshine. Out of Cumberland Shore. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know that part. You guys oh, ready to get started the second half? <laughs> Come on, cuz. Let's go. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half, the 2020 College Football Postseason Awards Show, episode 348. Before we get started, I am J-Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Locke. Yeah, all right. More than 20 awards will be given to college football's best players and coaches between now and 
what used to be bowl season with many is tough to keep track of. So here's a breakdown of each award along with some of our FSP awards. See how good our prediction was at the beginning of the season, which we did not do, but we did do the SEC. So first thing that we'll talk about is the top prospect outside of the Power Five. This is the best player not playing in a Power Five conference. Who is your postseason winner? Uh, my postseason winner was uh, Jarrett Patterson, running back from Buffalo, man. Uh, a thousand yards, man. Had a hit, hit a game with 300 some yards, almost with four or nine. But the kicker was that they took him out of the game, and he, he, they took him out of the game early when he could have rushed for the, the all time running record, which is whack. That was whack from Buffalo. But yeah, I went with Jarrett Patterson. I'm going Zach Wilson, BYU, 30 touchdowns, just three picks. And he said, you know, he called everybody out. I mean, they caught the L when he called out the wrong team, but he called everybody out. I got to stand by that, though, man. Shout out to Zach Wilson, BYU. I went with Jalen Darden, University of North Texas. He's third in reception yards with 1,190 and first in receiving touchdowns with 19. Program's all-time leader in career receptions, career receiving touchdowns, career receiving yards, and single-season receiving touchdowns record. Yeah, man, I'm following up with Weezy. I got Jared Patterson from Buffalo, 1,000 yards in five games. That's nuts. That's just nuts. Leads the nation in rushing yards, 203 a game, third in the nation with 18 rushing touchdowns. He's only played in five games. Got to be Jared Patterson, sure. Moving on to the next awards, the impact transfer. This is a player that played for another school last year, had the greatest impact in the season. Yeah, I went with uh, Derek King, the Miami Hurricanes. Didn't have the gaudy numbers, but the fact that the Hurricanes are relevant now, and he was a huge part of that, I had to go with De'Aaron King. I agree, Joe. Same thing you said. He's getting Miami back to the old Hurricane days. They're 8-2 overall. They're number 18th in the country. He's 11th in passing yards and tied for 12th in passing touchdowns. So I went with De'Aaron King also. Yeah, man. Me and Weezy definitely went with De'Aaron King. Um, He arrived at the university of, from the University of Houston because he was looking to play on a bigger scale, get some Power 5 competition, get that draft stock going. Um, he'll be able to play again next year. The big question is if he'll return, how competitive will Miami be? Do they want to play him? Would it be poised to even play him at quarterback, maybe play another position like um, Braxton Miller did his senior year? So we'll see. But the biggest impact transfer for sure is De'Aaron King. Most definitely. Let's move right along to the Jim Thorpe Award, the top defensive back in all of college football. Who's your postseason prediction, Weez? My postseason prediction for that was Brendan Joseph, cornerback from Northwestern, man. Three, three interceptions. Yeah, he had 42 tackles this year. And they haven't played that. They, they barely even played five games on Northwestern. Brendan Joseph. I went with Shamar John, uh, John Charles. Appalachian State, senior quarterback, 1.7 pass defender per game. Out of 10 games, they went 7-3 this year. He's ranked the number one cornerback coming in from my native of Florida. Got the speed you're looking for, 17 passes defended. Leads the FBS with 16 pass breakups. And he talk about it, my kind of corner. I went with Patrick Shatan from Alabama. He presents a, a consistent wall on the edge. He's only allowed 25 yards of fuel in eight of nine games. He's only been targeted 36 times throughout the season with only 14 completions over the nine games. He's only allowed one touchdown this season, and quarterbacks have a pass rating of 50.2 when they target him in coverage. So I'm going with Patrick from Alabama. Patrick Sertain's called Love him. But I'm going with Eric Stokes mainly because he's been tested more than any corner that we'll probably mention. And you see more of his actual brilliance coming into 2020. Tyson Campbell got all the attention. People were talking about how great he was. But Stokes outplayed him the entire year. All the tools, physical style of play that I like in my cornerback position. Yeah, man. Eric Stokes, University of Georgia. Let's move right along to the Dick Butkus Award, which is the top linebacker in all of college football. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? My postseason prediction was Alabama's Dylan Moses, man. 62 tackles for loss, 32 solo tackles with 1.5 sacks. Just a monster in that, just a complete monster for the Alabama defense this year. Senior, too. I feel like Dylan Moses been Dylan Moses been in Alabama for years, dog. Like yeah. longer than those, yeah, like forever, though. I'm sticking with Alabama, but I'm going with another linebacker. I'm going with Christian Harris, sophomore. 
uh, 42 solo tackles, 57 all, t- all tackles, team high. I ranked second in quarterback hurries with 2.0 and 2.6, sacks, except minus 17 yards. <clears throat> Excuse me. My goodness. With four and a half tackles for a loss. Need a water break, too. <laughs> Christian Harris, man, just a sophomore. I'm going with Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa from Notre Dame. He's totaled 49 tackles in 2020. He leads the Irish, leading the team with nine tackles for loss. He's been responsible for forcing multiple turnovers, including an interception, two fumble recoveries, one for a touchdown, and three forced fumbles this season. So I went with Jeremiah from Notre Dame. Right. My pick postseason award, Zavin Collins from Tulsa. Folks, if you have not heard of Tulsa's Zavin Collins, write the name down because he is very good at football. He will play in the NFL. He came to Tulsa to play offense, guys. Only played seven games this year. Absolute dog at linebacker. He'll go in the first round if he comes out this year. So shout out to Zavin Collins from Tulsa. Next up is the Chuck Bednarik Award, which is the top defensive player in all of college football. Who's the postseason prediction, Weez? Go right back with Gilly Moses for the defensive player of the year. Because I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. He's played all 10, he's played all 10 games. Alabama's the number one team in the country. Going, uh, finna go to the national championship game. And he's leading them in tackles. Gilly Moses. You ain't got to defend Dylan Moses. That's a solid choice. Uh, I'm going with Taryn Jackson. I'm senior from Coastal Carolina. 46 tackles. Three fourth fumbles, second in the Sun Belt, registered team high, 16 quarterback hurries, three time defensive player of the week for the Sun Belt Conference, defensive player of the week, and uh, for national defensive player of the week. His kids everywhere, man. Give me him. Give me Terry Johnson. I would, I would me, I'm sorry, Terry Jackson. Excuse me. My bad. I went with Dylan Moses from Alabama also. Not only does he do the good things at linebacker, but he's sideline and sideline. He can do it all. So I went with Dylan Moses also. Yep, and this is where I have Locks guy Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Notre Dame. Just isn't like the rest of your off-ball linebackers. He plays a role in Notre Dame's defense, very similar to like Dylan Moses. Like quite a few snaps, slot. He's everywhere, man. Just one of those players. 144 tackles to be exact. Nuts, man. Playing linebacker. So shout out to JOK, man. NFL player for sure. Let's move on to the Outland Trophy, the top offensive lineman, all college football. Who's your postseason prediction and why? Postseason prediction here, I'm right back with the Alabama train on this one. It's Alex Leatherwood, man. Offensive lineman, offensive tackle. Only gave up one sack all season in his 10 games. And he didn't catch COVID. I don't know how Nick Saban caught his whole team from not catching COVID, but that happened. I went with Alex Leatherwood. I'm going to keep it in Alabama. I'm going Landon Dickerson, senior center from Alabama. Former former Seminole coach. He was a Seminole. He was a Seminole. Transferred. Lead that offense. The anchor of the offensive line. He was a Seminole. He should have stayed, but never mind. But he's going to win the trophy. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, Jeff, he's a Seminole, and that's why we don't have no offensive lineman right now. Can't go wrong with him or Leatherwood. I went with Leatherwood. The offensive line has paved the way for Alabama to have the nation's number one scoring offense. And these two guys are why. They've put up 49.5 points a game, number one in passing, efficiency offense, and number three in total offense. So I went with Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. I have Tyler Leidenbrom from Iowa. This is another year where you have a top 10 pick coming from Iowa, just like last year. He's been the top dog among all centers in 2020. It's a big surprise to see, man. He came to Iowa as a defensive lineman, flipped to the offensive side of the ball. Jeff, you know how hard that is to do if you're playing at a college level. So, man, this dude, he allows zero sacks, zero hits, and just one hurry and 215 pass blocks and snaps in 2020. Doesn't get any better than that. Shout out to Tyler Lidenbaum from Iowa. Moving on to the John Mackey Award, the top tight end in all college football. This should be unanimous. Who is this and why? Uh, I went with Kyle Pitts from Florida. For everything Jay's going to say at, at, at the end of it. But Kyle Pitts has 11 touchdowns so far. And he missed four games. So I went with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, let's just let you have this one, Jay. Like, I, I went Kyle Pitts as well. Like, go ahead. Let's lock got somebody different. You can just go ahead, Jay. No, I don't have anybody different, but it is Kyle Picks, man. He's number four in FBS among pass catchers. He's number one among all tight ends. He logged three career 100-yard receiving games, which broke the record, jointly held by three other Gators, Kirk Kirkpatrick, Ben Troop, 
And Pitts is third in Gators tight end with multiple hundred yard games in the season. So you got to go with Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts for sure. I got him winning another award for sure. That's definitely my Mackey Award winner. Just the highest rated tight end to come through college football. They said um, since uh, who did they say? It was a Hall of Famer. God, his name was it Tony Gonzalez. It's just crazy, man. But yeah, man. Shout out to my guy, Kyle Pitts, man. <laughs> top 10 pick a tight end, dog. Hey, hey, this man going top 10 in a tight end position. It's crazy. The Fred Belitnikoff Award is the next award we have up. Who is the top wide receiver for the postseason reason? Why? Uh, this is my guy. I called this all the way through. Elijah Moore, man. Ole Miss wide receiver. 1,193 yards. 12 touchdowns, just an absolute monster. I, I really hope Titans draft him. I really do. Elijah Moore. I'm going with Devontae Smith from Alabama. Human highlight reel. He's open. He's open right now. The game hasn't even started yet, and he's wide open. That's it. That's all you got to say. I don't care nobody's stats. I don't, I don't care. He's open. Just throw the ball over there. <laughs> the eye test, Jeff. He's open. Throw the ball over there. Yeah, that's 24-7 right there. Devontae Smith, he's definitely open. He's turned 600-yard gains, including two 200-yard performances, and he's has 80 receptions. He has 15 touchdowns and 1,300 yards. He's open. He's open. Now, this is a little bit is because his, his co-wide receivers went down with the injury, so he's getting a little more targets. But he's open. Even when his co-receivers open playing, he was still open. Devontae Smith, Alabama. My postseason prediction is Kyle Pitts from the University of Florida. A tight end has never won the Belitnikov before. This has been presented since 1994. This could change this year, man. Not only does he lead wide receivers in five statistical categories, he's lined up a wide receiver 60% of the time. That's the reason he didn't win the Mackey Award last year is because he lined up a wide receiver more than he lined up a tight end. And he smoked a lot of cornerbacks playing this year. So for sure, man, giving me Kyle Pitts winning the Belitnikoff, making history in 2020, for sure. We deserve that one. Moving on to the Doak Walker Award, which is the top running back in all of college football. Who's your postseason prediction and why, Weezy? Man, it should be Jared Patterson. It really should be if he'd have played enough games. Even if he played five games, 1,000 yards is crazy. But I went with Najee Harris, man, Alabama. 1,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, uh, yeah, only only on 183 attempts. I went with Najee Harris as well. Everything Weezy said, that offensive line is crazy, and he makes him look even better, Najee Harris. I went with Brees Hall from Iowa State. He leads the nation in yards with 1357. He's fourth in rushing touchdowns. He's averaging 6.1 yards per carry, which is top in the nation. Um, and he's helped Iowa State to a number six ranking and a spot in the Big 12 championship game. We don't see Iowa State in this high ranking often, and it's all because of Brees Hall. Sure, man. I like Brees Hall as well. I'm going with Najee Harris as well. He's the best player on that Alabama team. I've been saying that ever since he got there. Um, they're going to try to give a lot of these awards to Mac Jones. He's not the best player on that team. The team to keep, the person that keeps this team going is 100% Najee Harris, man. Definitely deserves a dope. Let's move right along to the Davey O'Brien Award, which is the top quarterback in all of college football. Who's your postseason prediction and why we? Cal Trash, 40 touchdowns, 3,700 yards. <laughs> Cal Trash, man. Too many inceptions, though, but Cal Trash, go ahead. He got five yeah. picks. What are you talking about? <laughs> go ahead, man. Joe Burrow threw nine last year. He just won the Heisman. The fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's the trash kid. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Locke. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Kyle Trash. He leads the nation in passing yards, touchdowns. Probably was going to win the Heisman until they lost to LSU. They gave him two losses, so they knocked him out of contention for that. So they'll be, you know, he'll get this one since he won't get the big dog. And so you got to go with Kyle Trash from Florida. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're looking at the best, you know, usually you got to go to the best quarterback on the best team in a lot of these situations. Kyle Trask is that, man. 40 touchdowns, five picks, played in 10 games. In the Superior Conference in college football, no other quarterback has better numbers than Trask in college football. Wins or not, it's not even close. Kyle Trask is the best college quarterback this year. It's trash that he can't win the Heisman because it's some bullshit. 
Uh, I usually should go to the best. Put, never mind. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, don't don't make that. Move Sorry. right along to the Home Depot Awards. Is Coach of the Year? Who's your postseason prediction and why we? This is my. This was uh pretty easy for me. Clay Helton, man, USC Trojans. Clay Helton been on. He was on the hot seat going into the season. He's on the hot seat going into the season. Undefeated season. Got the Bush playing in the Pac-12 championship as we speak. Clay Helton. I'm going Jamie Chadwell, Coast Carolina. He won't be there long. Someone's going to give him back. Don't worry about it. He will be out of first thing smoking to a big school, but undefeated team. They would give some people some trouble if they if we actually had a bowl season this year. They really matter. They would give some people some trouble, and he's and he's the main reason why. Shout out to Coach Chadwell. Yeah, Jeff. He probably won't even be there to coach the bowl game. They'll get him out of there before he even plays that game like they do. Uh, but I went with Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Like I said, he has a cyclone sitting number six of the country. We haven't seen that out of, how, out of Iowa State, and who knows. And the number one, the Big 12, about to play in the Big 12 championship game. Yep, I'm going Jeremy Chadwell, Coastal Carolina. Here's the thing, they tried to extend him. He <laughs> should got extended to 2027. The devil is a lie. This is the second time the Chadwell has won this award. It's first time he came at the FCS level when he led Charleston Southern to 12-3. and three. Hey, you can give him all the raises in the world until you can get to a million five. Man, Coastal Carolina, you just better pray he stays for sure. Let's move Dumb. right along to the granddaddy of them all, the Heisman Trophy Award, which is the College Football Player of the Year. College Football Player of the Year, fellas. Who's the postseason prediction of why we Matt Jones, quarterback of Alabama. <laughs> 3,300 yards. Uh, 3,300 yards, undefeated season. Alabama, number one team in the nation. Alabama, Matt Jones. Number one team in the nation, undefeated season. <laughs> future national champs, going to win by a large margin against whoever the hell they play. Matt Jones, how them trophy win? He's going to win it. Matt Jones, it is. He's going to win it. It's his to lose at this point. Only way he doesn't win this award is if he loses an SEC championship game to Florida, which could put Kyle Trask back in the driver's seat. But if they win that game, they will give it to Matt Jones. Hey, listen. Kyle Trask got more touchdowns, got less picks, got more yards on less attempts. So I, there's never been a situation where a person wins the Heisman and, and it's the disparity of their numbers is so wide. They literally can't give it. They're going to have to give it to somebody else because Kyle Trask is the Heisman Trophy winner. If there's a situation where my guy Justin Fields would have played more than fucking six games this year, he would 100% would have won it this year. But Cal Trask, by process of elimination, has the best numbers in college football. So he deserves to win the Heisman. But I he, hate the fucking Heisman Trophy. Yeah, it's he, the worst yeah, shit. He won't. If he has three losses going into the voting, he won't. They can't give it to him. I don't think a quarterback has won it with two losses ever. He's going to have three. But here's the thing, though. Najee Harris has the best numbers in all of college football, so he should win the Heisman then. Okay, I can see that. It ain't going to be trash, though. That's what I'm saying. That's, just, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> they, that's ain't want, they don't want to see us with another one, Weez. They don't want to <laughs> see us with another one. We got, <laughs> we got, three, we got yeah. three quarterbacks who won that thing. They don't want to see us win another one. Let's close things out, man. College football playoffs. Give me your postseason prediction winners as far as one through four. Number one for me is Alabama. Number two is uh, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, uh, Notre Dame. And I got Alabama winning it all. I got number one, Alabama. Clemson beats Notre Dame in the rematch and gets to be number two. Ohio State is number three, and Notre Dame is number four. Uh, Bama beats Notre Dame by 30, and Ohio State beats Clemson. Ohio State beats Bama in the national championship. I have Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State at three, and a shocker, Iowa State gets in at number four. I have Alabama beating Ohio State and Clemson beating Ohio State, and I have Alabama beating Clemson in, in the National Championship game. I got Alabama at one. I got Ohio State at two. got Clemson at three, and I got Florida at four. Let's go home. That's impossible. Bruh. Don't, even, don't, even, don't even feed into it. Don't That's impossible. What do, you, what do you mean? If Bruh. Alabama loses, they're not going to get them number one. Yeah, they will. Because they they the best team in college football. And they only lost once. 
Don't, don't, don't beat that shit, y'all. He, nah, I'm silly. We're going to beat Alabama tomorrow. We're going to beat Alabama tomorrow. That's what they want. See, y'all. Yeah, you're going to beat them to the gonna beat them to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> they, bro, that team ain't played nobody this year, bro. They beat, they beat all the teams y'all lost to. Bro, we battle-tested. Like, we battle-tested. We, we play big games. We play Jay, big games. The line we is play well in big points. games. Will y'all cover it? The line is what? 17, 17 points. Dance money, motherfucker. House money, whatever you want to do. <laughs> 17 <laughs> points? They said we're going to lose by seven. They said we're going to lose by 17? <laughs> Pick your phone up and put it in right now. Pick your phone up. I ain't going to lie. I don't see them losing by 17. Wow. That's, That's a lot. disrespectful, bro. That's a now lot. I get it. I know we lost to Texas A&M. We lost another game, too. Oh, we lost to LSU because the dude threw a shoe. Yeah, that, was was hor- that was horrible. That was horrible. Yeah, that was that was. Dude, Marco Wilson is more hated than a dude that killed somebody. We have a murderer, a convicted murderer that played on our team, bro, and people hate him more than they hate Chico. Yeah, he <laughs> lost that game. Sure, he lost the game. I ain't tripping about that. What I'm hot about, we that made us lose other situations. All the awards. Yeah, yeah, all the awards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, we're seven- gonna win that. Yeah, y'all, seventeen point underdogs tomorrow. <laughs> Shock the world, baby. Shock the world. And that is our college football postseason award show, man. Always great. Um, disappointed this year. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to go undefeated this year. A little disappointed. We lost. We gave two away. More than anything, I feel good about my team. I can, I'm the only person on this call can sit and say I feel good about our season and feel real, real good about going into 2021 for sure. A lot of, lot of influx going on in Florida State. And I look down here, Wheezy, uh, Vanderbilt, that, that's a shit show. Vanderbilt's a shit show, for sure. Thanks, shit show. Thanks man. Uh, Shot to Clark Lido, Nashville's own. John Trawell Moore, right. my guy. That's, all right, that's JT okay. Moore. You work for us one day. I hope we get rid of Grantham. Now, I ain't lying. Our defensive coordinator, he – listen, we just paid him 2.7 to come back. We're going to give him 2.7 to lead. He can lead. He can go. He can go. We can go. Goodness gracious. He can go. But yeah, man, I feel good about our chances. Uh, we're not going to lose. Hey, listen, man. Now, hey, now granted. No, no, no. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't. Hey, don't nobody call me tomorrow. I'm in a for real dog fight tomorrow. You feel what I'm saying? Until, now, listen, get to a situation where they kicking my head. And listen, let me tell you something. You're not going to answer. No way. No, listen, listen, Locke, Locke, you've been very respectful this year. I appreciate you. Jeff, you've been very, very respectful this year. I appreciate you. Wheezy, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Because the very first game when we beat Ole Miss, you you, you, you had a lot of shit to say. So fuck you. I didn't, but I, I haven't called you and teased you. I don't Because you know why? Because your team's 0 10. That's why. I That's the only reason why your team ain't won a damn game. Team ain't damn. And talk shit about you. That's what I yeah, did. No, but you, but I didn't call you personally. Yeah, your team ain't won a damn game, and you had the only time to make history, and you made her do a damn squib kick. Sorry ass team. <laughs> you couldn't even get an extra point for that girl. A sorry yeah. ass team. A shit. A piece of shit team. But yeah, man, I feel good about our well, chance. It's a good thing we won't see the more muck ass dances. They're done for the year. Them dances is over for the year, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That. We won't see no more of them this year. Wow, Jeff. After <laughs> that's I just said that. No, I'm wow. just saying, it's Alabama, Jay. Like it's, it's it is Alabama. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot for y'all all to that, deal with. All that dancing and marriage, like flies and shit. That shit's old. We, we wish you had. Hey, hey, how many victory dances you put up this year? You didn't have a you didn't have a chance to put up one, did you? Mm-hmm. I put up eight of them, and I'm gonna put up nine. Twitters with questions. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear that, and I'm gonna put up nine. I'm gonna be mad at them when we don't win, boy. questions throughout the week of full sport press. Don't call me. Don't call me during this game no more. Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell the college football friends. Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. The dance yeah. is over. Mm-mm. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. He added something else to it. Lock. Get a drummer song. The revolution will be podcasted. Nine wins. Oh, brother, brother. Let's go.
With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wages for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the Full Sport Press Podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.